Well, um, we're just going to do a little intro to Advent right now, and then a little bit of time in the Word uh, together, a little devotional, uh, just as we round out the, be- the uh, first Sunday in Advent, sort of going from Thanksgiving to Christmas. This is our first Sunday in Advent. We're starting a new Advent series. It's called The Gift. And by the way, just take a look at that, uh, the graphic of this. I just love this graphic with the gift, the little manger scene underneath and the star. I just think that for, that is so moving to me. I am not very artsy. And when people can conceptualize stuff like that, I love that. The gift. We are moving into Advent. Well, you know, we all have love languages, right? And some people's love languages are more uh, about the gift than others. But all of us have the love language of receiving gifts, giving and receiving gifts. It's a thing that says, you see me. And you know me and you've been listening, right? That thing where some of you have, you know, you have people in your life that are so good at this and all of us feel like we're really bad at it. But there's that thing where you go, how did you remember that I mentioned in July that I might like, you know, and then you open it up and there it is at Christmas. Like somebody who has you in mind, something that you want, something that you need, that they're, they're giving to you uh, what you're longing for. Well, this is what our God has done in sending Jesus a savior to rescue us, to be with us. And Jesus is the gift. He's the capital G gift, the gift of all gifts. And so that's what our sermon series is about. And I want to do a little bit of of, uh, defining about Advent and then then come back and spend a little bit of time in Lamentations chapter three and uh, and have a devotional in the word. So we got a little bit of that in us um, before we wrap up today. The definition of Advent, and we use the word Advent, you know, most of us are used to Christmas, but Advent means it's, an, it's, a, it's the coming, it's the arrival of Jesus. And so when we talk about Advent, we talk about it being an anticipation of Jesus coming. We're, we're looking for Jesus to come. And you go, well, actually, aren't we just celebrating that he did come? That's what Christmas is. We read the Christmas story, and that's exactly true, because there is a past a present and a future component to this longing, this anticipation that Jesus would arrive on the scene. Now remember that Jesus is the incarnation of God. Colossians 1 talks about he is the image of the invisible God. He's God himself who has come to earth. And so it's us longing for God. So Advent is a whole season, four Sundays a year, where the church goes, God, we long for you to come past present and future. The past component, of course, is this story, the, the, the Jesus story, the Christmas story. That's where Advent is about remembering, right? It's about remembering the gift that came to earth. It's about remembering that Jesus story from before. It's celebrating the plan of salvation, that God had this plan to come and to rescue the world, for God so loved the world that he sent his son, And so Advent is about remembering that he did that. It's remembering that the gift came to earth and we celebrate that and we're not wanting to forget it. The Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, she will give birth to a child. She will give birth to a son and he will save his people from their sins. This is the inauguration of the the salvation story on the earth. And we look back and remember that, right, God came and met the deepest longings of the world by sending his son to die for us. That's the Christmas story. And we celebrate that. And we love celebrating that. We love celebrating thinking about Jesus coming as a baby. And we love the Magi and the shepherds and the, the, uh, all of those scenes and all of the Christmas carols that celebrate that he sent his son and came 
to the earth. Man, what an incredible story. And so we're remembering that. That's what Advent's about. Let's remember that God inaugurated this plan of salvation. That's past. But there's a longing too that is about the present. So Advent is not just remembering the gift that came to earth. Advent is identifying our present need for the presence of God now. It's identifying our present need for this gift of his presence. I mean, this is why Christmas is so special to those of us who believe and know Christ, because it isn't just like, well, what an incredible story that God did something wild 2,000 years ago. It's also, and, and, and we remember that, we're also gonna identify, I need you to come now, Jesus. I need you to come now and be in my life, God. I need your presence, your incarnation now. And I want to walk with you and to know you and to experience you. And so Advent is a time of celebrating, right? He has his Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of our bodies, until the very end when we all are together in the kingdom of God coming in its fullest. Right now, Advent celebrates, oh, I want you to come now, God. You're with us now. You've not left us to be alone. That's what Jesus said when he prayed in John that he was going to give us his Holy Spirit to be with us, to help us and be with us forever. And he said, I won't leave you as orphans, but I'll go to prepare a place for you. And so that's the longing for the present. So there's this past, like we're going to remember the story of salvation of God was inaugurated. He sent Jesus to the earth who ultimately would die on the cross for us, for our sins. And then there's this present, like we long for you to come now, Jesus, that's Advent. But then there's the future part, which says that one day he'll come totally. He'll come in his fullness. And so Advent is us renewing our expectation that he'll come again. But do you think of that when you think of Advent? As you were running through our Christmas craziness, do you think about this, the, the idea that Advent is about longing for the return of Christ? It's not just the baby Jesus. Jesus came once in the flesh, but he'll come again as the king of all kings and take us to be with him and the whole kingdom will be ushered in. We can, that longing is in us. We look forward to the day when all rights will be made wrong and all sin will be wiped away and all distance between us and God um, will be removed. That's what Advent is. We long for Jesus to come and to come again our anticipation that that's happening. But we can relate to the, the, the Israelites who on the front end of that, the front end when they were longing for Jesus to come in the first place. And we're gonna spend this whole Sunday talking about longing this Advent season. But we can relate to that longing where for 400 years, they had not heard the voice of God since the last prophet Malachi till the time Jesus was born it was a silent period in the life of God's people. And they wondered where he went and they wondered if he would ever speak again. And they struggled and they they wandered and they tried to keep the faith. And they said, how long, oh Lord? And then everything changed in one day. For the angels showed up at that point on one day and the wait was over and the silence was broken. I bring you good news of great joy for today in the town of David, a savior has been born. He's Christ, the Messiah. And the angels proclaim glory to God in the highest peace on earth. And on those whom his favor rests, I mean, everything changed in one day, but they longed for God for 400 years. Friends, that's the season that we're in now as the church where we have the Holy Spirit presently walking with us. And we say, come more, come spirit of Christ. 
but we long for that day when in an instant everything will change and all things will be complete. Come on now. That's what Advent's about. We're longing for that day and that's the future. So Advent is about remembering the gift. Advent is about identifying our need for the gift now, his presence. And Advent is about renewing our expectation and our hope that one day he'll come again. That's Advent. It's the anticipation of the coming of Jesus. And so here we are on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, but Merry Christmas. There's a bridge between the two. Advent has now begun. I actually heard a comedian talk about, how is it Thanksgiving so close to Christmas? Like, wish we'd separate them. Like, I'm going to do a, he was like, let's do a thing where we just do Christmas, I mean, Thanksgiving in July, because then at least we can get our, our, you know, our two doses of turkey spread out, you know? But like, why are they so close together? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I actually think, friends, that Thanksgiving is the gateway to really, truly experiencing Advent, experiencing Christmas. So this Sunday is always special to me when Thanksgiving weekend is the first Sunday of the four that we spend celebrating our anticipation of Christ because there's something connected between Thanksgiving and experiencing that gift. Why do you think that is? Just think for a minute. Why do you think it would be that Thanksgiving could unlock something in us in terms of what Christmas or Advent is all about? What's the connection there? I think it has to do with as we expect Jesus to show up, to be present now and in the future, that hope requires us to rehearse that he's never broken his promises before. And he will come. He will come now and he will come again. And so anticipation, living in the hope of the presence of Jesus and the future of Jesus is about rehearsing his faithfulness And so Thanksgiving sort of opens us to really experience Christmas, to really experience Advent because we go, he has been good and he's always been faithful and his mercies keep coming and he's never let me down. And so as I long to experience Christ now, I know that he'll be faithful to that. My hope is not unfounded, right? I want to look at that verse just as we wrap up from, for our little devotional and from Lamentations that the, that hymn is based in that we sang at the beginning, great is thy faithfulness. Look with me. I'll have some scriptures on the screen here. Look with me at Lamentations chapter three. The prophet Jeremiah has experienced a difficult time. And on my monitor here, not only do I see that scripture, but I see Linda Hen who shared, this has been the worst year of my life. The prophet's experiencing a difficult time and he says, I've been deprived of peace. Come on, does anybody's soul relate to this? I've forgotten what prosperity is. And so I say my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped from the Lord. My splendor is gone and all that I'd hoped from the Lord is gone. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. And he sums up his reflection here, this next verse, verse 20. Look at verse 20. I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me. This friends is the difficult times that this side of heaven is for us. We live in that. We're living in that for sure in 2020. And he sums that up. I remember them well, my affliction, my wandering, my bitterness, my goal, and my soul is downcast within me. And then look at verse 21 yet. Come on now. Somebody give me an amen for a yet. 
yet, yet this I call to mind, and read it with me, you see it on your screen, and therefore I have hope. What, what's he going to call to mind that will give him hope? What will he call to mind? All of those other things he knows, his bitterness and his downcast soul, but what will he call to mind? Right here, let's read it together. Go back, Mark, for me, verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Verse 24, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. He calls to mind. He says, listen, this is the difficult thing. My, connect, my internet connection is unstable right now because the devil does not want you to hear this word from the Lord. Here you go. Get in your Bible. If you lose me, get in Lamentations 3 and take it home all by yourself. You and the dog. Come on. My soul is downcast. For this is what life has dealt me yet. Come on. Somebody say yet. Somebody look at your neighbor and say yet. That's what Danny taught me. <laughs> Yet this I'm going to call to mind and therefore I'm going to have hope. God's compassions never fail. His mercies are new every day. He will keep coming in his love. And then verse 24, let's just camp on verse 24 before we finish up. The Lord is my portion and therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is my portion and therefore I will wait for him. This word portion is such a beautiful concept. Listen, I got special credit. I got extra credit for somebody who goes and searches this word throughout the entire scriptures and reads everywhere that this word is talked about, this idea of portion. It's such a great concept that Israel, when Israel went to be settled in the land, that the land was divided, the promised land where God said, you're going to be my people and I will love you and I will be your God and I will be with you and from you. The whole world will know the, the Savior. Now this, this story, this salvation story, they went into the promised land and they settled and each tribe was apportioned, was portioned, was given a lot, was given a, a, a share of the land and said, this is what I'm giving you. This is gonna be your blessing. But listen, the spiritual reality was so beautiful in it because the real secret was their hope was not in the land. Their hope was in the God of the promise. Come on now. And so what God said to them was, he said to the Levites, the priestly tribe, he said, you're going to be a special example to me. Romans, I mean, uh, Numbers 18, you can go look up, up later in other places, but Numbers 18, write that down if you're taking notes. He says to the Levites, he goes, but you, you're not going to have a portion in the land. You're not going to have an allotment. You won't have a territory. You won't have an inheritance among the Israelites. Why? He goes, because I am your portion. I'm what you need. I'm your inheritance. I'm what you long for. I will be all that you are desiring. Come on now. I'm your portion, the Lord says. This message is underneath all of it where the Lord goes, listen, world, everything you are longing for, all of your hope, all of your dreams, all that I have put within you, I'm the answer. I'm your share. I'm your portion. I'm your allotment. I will give you all of me. So, well, no matter what 2020 throws our way, no matter what we long for as we look into Advent, the link is clear that my soul is downcast, yet I hold this in my mind that he is my portion and therefore I will have hope. I will say to myself, the Lord is my portion and therefore I will wait for him. And so we enter into Advent 
waiting, anticipating after all of our thanksgiving that he'll be faithful. Have you then done thanksgiving? Have you done it? Let's not move into Advent without taking thanksgiving with us. Will you keep it in mind that the Lord is your portion? That because of the Lord's great love, you are not consumed for his compassions have never failed you. They're new every single morning for great is God's faithfulness. Will you say then even this morning, the Lord is my portion. Can I give you a secret? If you were going to do that Bible study, this is one thing you discover. One place where that word is being used, portion. It's actually the Lord speaking about you. And he says, my people are my portion. You're what I need. Come on now. He delights in giving you your share for you are the apple of his eye. And so he's not motivated to be faithful out of anything other than his complete unconditional love and delight in you, his daughters and sons. So will you bring that gratefulness into Advent that this is a God whose compassions of love out of love for you will in fact be present day after day? Will you say even this morning, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. For if we confess this truth, if we practice this reflection, then you will be in a place to truly experience Christmas. Advent, anticipating the coming of Christ today and in the future. We long for him to come. And so we're going to light the Advent candle in just a minute. We, we, that's a tradition that we do every Sunday in Advent and finally lighting the Christ candle, the final candle on Christmas Eve. Many of you have Advent wreaths at home. If you're signed up for Starry Night, you'll have an Advent wreath. And, um, and we're going to light the candle together um, these, all of these Sundays, especially after this Sunday now. We actually have the Levy-Derrick family on the camera, and they're going to light along with me. We delivered them their Advent wreath early from, um, for their Starry Night experience. But um, we're going to light those candles together. For Advent is the celebration of anticipating Jesus and lighting the candle is the thought of Jesus coming into the world. They represent light breaking into the darkness. And as the, as, as Advent season increases, the light increases because we're knowing that more and more Christ comes to us and closer and closer. He's coming to the final coming of Christ. This is light breaking into the darkness. For Jesus, who is the light of the world, comes to us. And so as we light it, family will light these together. We pray, come, Lord Jesus. You are our portion. We are your portion and delight. Our hope is in you.